He, he tells them that humans are always trying to kill God because <laughs> God wants them to be happy, but they they just won't. Head over to Sam Harris rigging up Acme Dynamite right behind him. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like Eli tiptoeing up behind God with like ether and a rag. Like, ah, I saw you again. You always. Angelo, make that cartoon. <laughs> just redo as many Roadrunner cartoons with God and Sam Harris as you can. <laughs> Awful movies. 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 Welcome back to the Gamcast, where each week we sample another selection from Christian cinema because Eli's therapist would notice if he started cutting again. I'm your host, Noah Illusions, and sitting to my immediate left is my good friend, Heath Enright. Heath, welcome back. Thanks, Noah. You know how... uh this was the best movie ever. <laughs> Me too. Oh, so good. Can we, can we just do this again for Reason Con? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> part one. Part so two. And of course, sitting 81 miles to my right is my bad friend, Eli Bosnick. Eli, how are you this fine afternoon, sir? I just like those furry bracelets from Hot Topic. Don't listen to anybody. Says. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm I'm gonna have a number of Eli suffers from clinical depression jokes in this in my notes here. I, I'm just gonna <laughs> warn you ahead of time. I'm gonna have a bunch of Eli suffers from clinical <laughs> depression jokes on this show. Turn it off. I'm sorry, this was your first episode. Uh try another one. <laughs> so uh tell us, Heath, why will I be referring to Eli's mental illness so much today? <laughs> That's because we watched Divination. It's the story of the epic struggle between good and evil to gain control of a front yard in the suburbs somewhere. <laughs> but it's awesome. It doesn't sound, I didn't make it sound awesome, but it is. <laughs> Money pit with fire sword fights. It's hard to, it's hard to really. Oh, love Diane Chambers. So, so Eli, she I don't even know how I should phrase this. Yes, she was. Yeah. Um, how was this movie? Well, if you love action movies about the politics of angels and demons, but you're worried not enough of them are about the dangers of Ouija boards, you will love this movie. 85% meeting with HR, 15% fire swords. Fire swords, yeah, yeah. Well, and it's all about this guy who, like, sees demons and hears voices. So, like, the inspiration for this movie was very clearly... Okay, but what if I'm not schizophrenic, though? What if this is real? <laughs> yeah, followed by, what if your tarot cards are the problem? You think about that? <laughs> Have you thought of that? <laughs> now, I should I should let everyone know right up front, we don't normally highly recommend the movies we do, but if you can handle the Cyrillic uh, subtitles and whatnot, this movie is available free on YouTube, and it is quite an amazing thing if you love bad movies. It was best mm. bad. It was really good <laughs> bad, though. Speaking of which, is there anything you guys want to nominate this one for being the best at being the worst at? I would. Uh, I'm going to say best worst, circle the character name that doesn't belong. This is fantastic. <laughs> the good guys are normal names. It's like Steve and Josh, and the bad guys are mostly negative emotion names, <laughs> yes. like anxiety and fear. But then there's Wormwood. Why there's is another Wormwood? character named Wormwood. <laughs> you never feel a little Wormwood? You know, you're just like, oh, I'm so Wormwood today. I, I'm sorry. 
Having a real Wormwood well, day. I've had absinthe. Guys, that's fun. Spoiler alert, but that's because Wormwood gets stabbed in this movie. That's why you don't know what it's like to feel Wormwood. Up until then, everyone did. Ooh. Some advantages to being in your 40s. I remember back when people felt Wormwood. I mean, you know this movie took place in the distant past. Just look at the cell phones. <laughs> true. It's true. Those Nokias fall and just bounce right back up into your hand. It's pretty fantastic. <laughs> Why is every Christian movie like 20 years behind on cell phones? Why can't one of these movies have a cell phone from the approximate years made? Yeah, you know they couldn't have possibly done this CGI when that cell phone was new. No. It couldn't. I feel like the ability to Google... Like all the time is not good for Christianity. You know, like that's just like sitting around in your apartment. And you're like, okay, but how is? Oh, it's not. It's not. <laughs> all right, time to trade this in for something that runs on gasoline. <laughs> uh, can I go with best worst pregnancy pressure? Ooh. I would say yeah. of the very large percentage of this movie's dialogue about pregnancy and whether or not this couple is yet pregnant, all of it is creepy. Yeah. 100% of it is... And I have a Jewish mother. I have a Jewish mother, and I was like, whoa, movie, scale it back a little bit. <laughs> That's a... Like, basically, all the conversation in this movie is either about whether he's dicking his wife or, you know, who's in line for the next demon promotion or angel promotion. Oh, which brings me to my next one. Best, worst, divine slash demonic work politics. <laughs> yes. So much like, hey, I'm so sorry to bother you, but if you're going to go in there and haunt his child, uh, you're going to need to fill out a Q54 form. Okay, but I gave those to Angela. Okay, but that's not Angela's department, right? That's a cross-departmental memo. I, I don't really know how to keep track. Can you put that on the Trello board? I cannot. <laughs> All right, well, it's rare that I'm looking forward to breaking down one of these movies this much, so we're going to pause to savor that feeling for a bit. When we come back, we'll descend into all the underworld antics of divination. So due to Heath's participation in an ongoing certain tour, we decided to pair up with one of our favorite sponsors, Casper Mattress, for a quick Q&A. Our first question comes from at Totally Real Twitter that says... Keith going from house to house must be uncomfortable. What are you doing to make the best of it? Okay, great question at Totally Real Twitter. The answer is, I'm bringing my Casper mattress wherever I go. Designed, developed, and assembled in the USA, the Casper is an obsessively engineered mattress at a shockingly fair price that combines supportive memory foams to create an award-winning sleep surface with just the right sink and just the right bounce. With over 20,000 reviews and an average of 4.8 stars, it's quickly becoming the internet's favorite mattress. Based on Casper, Amazon, and Google reviews. Okay, but at Psychic Powers Use Badly asks, but Heath, there's no way you can lug a mattress all over the country, right? Also, you have something on your face. Oh, thanks. Wow. Um, actually, the Casper is delivered in a small... How'd they do that sized box? And with free shipping to the U.S. and Canada, it was a breeze to get and just as easy to take on my tour. All right. Well, at Convinced Listener says, I'm convinced. How do I get a Casper of my very own? Very glad to hear it at Convinced Listener. You can try Casper for 100 nights risk-free in your own home. And if you don't love it, they'll pick it up and give you a full refund. But that's not all. Get $50 toward any mattress purchase by visiting www.casper.com 
slash godawful and using the code godawful. Terms and conditions apply. And the helpful skeptic says that at episode 22, you mispronounced thoroughly. I hate you. Casper Mattress. Crankiness will see you now. Oh, thanks. Cool. Lack of motivation. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's me. Nice to meet you, Mr. Crankiness. Oh, please, please call me Crankiness. Mr. Crankiness, that's my father, right? Uh, this is vague feeling that you lost something. Hi, how's it going? You can call me vague. Wow, great. Yeah, one, wonderful to meet you. Yeah, welcome to Team Demon. Um, All right, so you already met unsureness of whether this person is just friendly or flirting while you were in the hall waiting. Yeah, uh-huh. Great worker. You guys will be working together quite a bit in hell. Yeah, great. Very excited to get started. Right, okay. So uh, you've got your lead sheet already. That's all done through a pretty simple system, but you can speak to that feeling that your phone is about to freeze because it's all of a sudden morning really slowly if you have any questions about that. Okay. Uh, yeah, so I'm mostly in college dorms. Is that right? Yeah, we got you in a few high schools as well. You're, you're going to be shadowing lack of sexual confidence in your first six months, but pending a good quarterly review, you will be working solo and directly under fear. Wow. Fear. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Dude's a rock star. Great. Well, uh, thanks so much. Um, just want to think, sorry, um, where's the bathroom? Oh, uh, straight down this hall. It's next to Farth that you're not sure wasn't Diarrhea's desk. Oh, yeah. Makes sense. Sure. Sure. Actually, that's Period Sneeze's desk now. Oh, right. Right. She's nice. Hey, folks, quick announcement. Due to a confusion with the venue, our upcoming live show in New York will now be on Saturday, June 10th at 9.30 p.m. We're still going to be doing the VIP tickets and the Platinum Night on the 9th, but if you can't make the show on the 17th, you're in luck because it's not going to be on the 17th now. But don't wait because this is a smaller venue. Tickets are far more limited, and we will sell out quickly. And to explain why we had to change the venue, I offer you Eli Bosnick. Eli, why don't you tell the fine folks what happened? I told the lady March instead of June. And then what happened? And then she, nobody showed up and she yelled at me on the phone. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, now that Eli is officially a human slave to an artistic director in Midtown, we need to earn back his freedom. You can help us buy it back by grabbing tickets to our live show at the People's Improv Theater on Saturday, June 10th at 930. She was not happy. <laughs> now you have to be her butler. So <laughs> mad. And we're back for the breakdown, and right away we see that Bridgestone logo, and we know we're in for a treat. From the people who brought you, what would Jesus do? Is it them? <laughs> yeah, uh, we've done a, a couple. I, I, I couldn't find a list, but we've done quite a few from Bridgestone, and they've all been amazing. Right. And the opening credits here, I think they were going for, put this on a t-shirt for your shitty band. <laughs> <laughs> we were all at 18 seconds in before I'm going, well, that's a little much. <laughs> I guess you could say like ancient sketches, paintings, and divination, the movie available on YouTube are all on the same artistic level. You know, <laughs> when I think about it. I did enjoy the music during the beginning. Oh, here. how could I, you not? First, it was basically like the uh, Mad Max is fucking the heavy metal guitar guy in, in the like sex swing on the front of that truck. <laughs> and then they switch it. They switch it up. And then it's like Mozart and Salieri are fucking in a sex swing on the front <laughs> yeah. of that. Finally. Mad Max. Yeah. Yeah. And now that we've rooted out all the epileptics, we can get the movie started. Um, and we're going to start off with this weird bet you have to pee black and white dad and kid 
uh, flashback scene. <laughs> right. And they're, they're on a boat in a lake and very clearly about to get attacked by Smeagol. That's what it looked like. Yeah. <laughs> and also they're mute, but they don't realize it because they're, they seem to, I just, I wanted like the conversation to be in subtitles and they just be like, Hey, I feel like we're in a mute flashback or something. <laughs> totally. Why are we black yeah. and white? So weird. Do you think I'll be able to remember what we said? Probably not, son. No. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> we are not in boating clothes. <laughs> True that. So, yeah. So we cut from that to two very clearly not attractive enough for movies humans. Oof. Our main character, man. He is a fucking moldy sock puppet that was cursed to life. God, he looks like he's going to sell me organic, fair trade, GMO free weed. Yeah, right? <laughs> Basically, picture a tube sock with neck beard and you've got this guy figured out. Yeah. You remember Pete Campbell from Mad Men? He's like half that guy, half guitar guy at the party. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he's drawing. Uh, when his wife comes in to remind him that it's time for the big dinner party that will end in the middle of the afternoon. So big lunch party, I guess. And immediately when his friends show up, the conversation turns to whether or not he and his wife are going to have children. Yeah, but it actually it starts like halfway or like almost all the way through a joke that was supposed to be super funny, but they couldn't write. So they yeah, just had right. to give you like the punch. I wanted like a rap battle entourage to pop up out of nowhere and just go crazy after he tells this like <laughs> lame, super hot fire. <laughs> also, I just want to point out Asian wife is in this scene. She only has like three lines in the movie, but she looks like she bought the wrong size face for her head and was too embarrassed <laughs> to go back to the store and be like, I need, I need two sizes bigger. Sorry. Can you Photoshop me better. I'm wrong. So, yeah, so we learned two things from this scene. First is that all of their friends are obsessed over their virility. And the second is that D is coming back into town. And D is a wizard, teehee. They, they, they subtly set up that because they're like, oh, it'll just be magical to see D again. Because she's a wizard. I can't wait to Ouija her. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Tarot, you didn't. Um, so, and also, th I love this scene too because, like, they cut over to like uh, crystal Jason ball. <laughs> I didn't have one. I panicked. I'm so, sorry. <laughs> so now we cut over. Uh, Jason's with his buddy Ty, and they're looking over his drawings. <laughs> Eli, would you like to describe the drawings? These drawings are child with emotional problems, notebooks they level are. bad. <laughs> this is yeah. what like an English teacher tries to like reach these keys with is like he sees the troubled, like I'm going to get inducted into the Mighty Ducks any minute kid at the back. And he's like, wow, Kyler, these are really great. <laughs> Seems like you're really pouring your whole heart of how hard it is to be upper middle class and white into these things. <laughs> Those look exactly like my uh, notebooks. So yeah, yeah, no, that's yeah. You, you've, you've hit that spot on. I'm depressed now. These are your friend's poetry if they became drugs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that graphic novel your friend's been working on. Yep. I, I love too that he's like, um, you know, wow, Jason, these are amazing. What's this one? And it's very clearly a tree. <laughs> well, you're you're kind of like ruining the whole. It's amazing. Like we'll put these right on the fridge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> wow. 
And and now uh, their mid afternoon dinner party is over. Right. Thanks what? for coming over for breakfast. <laughs> what, what time is it? What's happening? Are they? Are just finishing like a weirdly calm Coke party from the night before, or like what? Makes no sense. Yeah, no, it's very clearly like one thirty p.m. from the position of the so, sun. Yeah, Coke party from the night before. Yeah, exactly. Um, so they all leave, and his wife demands that he immediately put a child in her, but he has to be the stay-at-home mom if this is going to work. Is their deal? And he's got to get permission from his boss. His boss at the. <laughs> Drawing with charcoal factory. Yeah, the doodle factory. <laughs> yeah, he works at a big firm for pencil sketching. <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah. We'll 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 scratch our heads over that one often in this movie. Um, but uh, then we have to we have two disturbing scenes in a row here. One is her kissing his mid navel neck beard. That was pretty gross. Gross. And then the other was this nightmare sequence. Where like his wife's backing out of the driveway and suddenly a car uh, semi comes up and hits her from the side going 90 miles. And just, just like in this <laughs> small resident, like it's not a scary <laughs> pop scare because it might as well have been a 747 just crashing into the <laughs> yeah. top of her car for how realistic it is. Exactly. It's like a, it's like a nightmare about Ed McMahon slicing your wife in half with a check for a million dollars. Yeah, but this is just one of those moments where they're like, no, 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 y'all, we have CGI. We trust us on this. Um, so, and, and then we're off to a blonde lady in a kitchen listening to Eli's inner monologue. Yay, the voices in my head made it into a movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, apparently the voices in your head are a bald, eyebrowless demon that it, looks kind of fetal. I had him as Powder Heath. <laughs> um, hurtful. <laughs> He does look like a fetus demon and not like me. That's official. <laughs> kind of looks like like somebody grew a leukemia with stem cells. <laughs> whatever that would mean. No, yeah, he does. Into a person. Yeah. And he's so close to this lady, this blonde lady. Like he's he has to be inside one of her holes to be this close to her talking <laughs> to her right in her ear. Very uncomfortable. So yeah, so he's telling her that she'll never amount to anything and everyone hates her and no one will ever love her. And she's supposed to, he's supposed to like represent those, you know, voices of doubt in your head. But then he starts to walk away and he scratches <laughs> the wall. Why? It's so, like, what a weird signature move when you're leaving. Like, this is my thing. I scratched the, the sheet rock. Right. Like when my cat's <laughs> pissed off that I've locked him out of the office, he reacts in the exact same way as a demon from hell. Okay. He's also, he's dressed like Voldemort, like spent a little time selling used cars before he went for the whole evil wizard thing. Just like, now this one's a beauty. Um, you know, practical. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, needs a little work, but we have a service station right here. Uh, Crucio? <laughs> and then uh, uh, Wormwood shows up. This is, this is a Fear's Wormwood. <laughs> boss. Yeah, this, yeah, right. Exactly. And everyone else, like you said, is fear, anxiety, distress, yeah, exactly. But he is Wormwood. Mm -hmm. Also different about him, nobody else is made of birds besides <laughs> him in this movie. True. He has the awesome bird powers. Yeah. Just his first day as a demon. Oh, that's uh, can I fly? Well, you can fly, technically. <laughs> um <laughs> Do we get cool bat wings like divination? Oh, no. You do get wings, quite a few wings. 
<laughs> You're going to love this. <laughs> so, yeah. So, but what we're learning here is that fear can't get in the house, but he's got control of the husband's mind. But if he pisses off Wormwood, then he'll have to put in applications at the hell waffle house tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> And he literally says, just let me in the house. I can penetrate. And I wrote the Eli Bosnick story. I bet you did. <laughs> Actually, you misspelled that. I, I had to correct it and put the K in there. Um, P-E-T. <laughs> Tentrich crate. No, I actually, I meant Eli Bosnick. Yeah, sometimes that too. It's tricky. And, uh, <laughs> this is where we get the first little bit of a... Uh, office politics that's going to be a running theme like we were talking about before. Yeah. So... Michael Rappaport's fetus is apparently getting promoted or something, <laughs> and they're having this like weird argument where they cl they need an HR rep to be. That's the problem. Like, Toby Flenderson with horns should appear out of the smoke and just like start talking to them about whatever. In most of this movie, like all the problems could be solved if there was an HR rep somewhere in the vicinity, or Ooh. if at least somebody had the number. Uh, look, we could combine midget Muslim, hellbound kangaroo, and HR hell rep into a <laughs> heck of a movie. I'm just saying, people. Patreon.com. Yeah. <laughs> so now we cut to a park where Jason and his buddy are playing chess. And basically the opening line of this conversation is, is your penis making babies? Oh, and yeah. the chess pieces could not be less related to possible moves in chess. Um, There's a fucking nope. sorry on there. Guy, they, they got one of the pieces from Grape Escape. Thank you for everyone who tweeted in support, by the way. That's a real thing. They just got all sorts of different board game pieces on there. None of them in the correct positions. Yeah, pretty sure you don't end up with like all the pieces from both colors meeting in the middle like Braveheart. Like a giant <laughs> that has never happened in the game of chess. I don't yeah. think that's physically no, possible. I, I just wrote chess doesn't go this fast unless you're stupid. Yeah, and and I guess like the 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 point of this scene, if we can very loosely define point, is that we have to learn that he's afraid to have kids, but we don't know why. Ooh. Right. And his buddy clearly wants him to have kids so their dreams can be equally crushed together. He's kind of <laughs> pissed about it. Yeah, yeah, he won't be happy until no one has hope. And now we cut to I would say, and this is a tough competition, but I would say the most useless scene in this movie uh, where the impatient guy who had fewer scripted lines than he needed comes in to see Mr. Phillips. Okay, so I'm going to save everyone some time here. Tom Green having to take a terrible taco shit is actually anxiety. And he has been sent to do reconnaissance, but because he's anxiety, his version of this is, Hi, I, I, I want to see a guy. Oh, you need an appointment. <laughs> Fucking shut your baby up. <laughs> he immediately starts yelling at a baby. What he does. I want it so bad for the baby to just like stare right at him and turn up a stereo slowly as he's giving the finger. <laughs> oh. And again, in Noah's defense, it's not always a terrible idea to yell at a baby. Like, there's lots of good. Really. <laughs> We're not an anti-yelling at other people's baby show. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit okay i never figured out what the fuck was going on in this scene um so i appreciate you cluing me in that this was supposed to be anxiety oh it does not matter no it really <laughs> fucking doesn't I, it's not like that that like and nothing falls into place except why they had this scene anyway so then we cut back to their house where jason the tube sock husband is scared about calling his boss and asking if he can work from home but yeah. he gives him some of that good man up advice. 
He's going to call him on his phone from 1991 to match his weird family expectations. <laughs> right. Fires up the phone. Ringing. Ring, 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 ring. <laughs> call my boss. And then, so she gets home from work also at 2 p.m. Everything happens at 2 p.m. in this fucking uh, world. And he's got a picnic on the porch for her. Except for, not really, because he just made peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Fuck that guy. That's lazy. And there's supposed to be some, like, back and forth here. He's like, oh, I mean, you're the wife. Aren't you supposed to do the cooking and the cleaning and the dishes? And she's like, I mean, I know, but, like, you you do the dishes and yeah. our scene is over. <laughs> Sexism. <sighs> and then uh, the movie announces my inner dialogue. Yeah. <laughs> because... The house is being watched by two other demons. We never learn their names. I assume it's like uh, I have a boner in public and uh, I'm going to have to poop later. And this is a long subway ride. Like they're watching the house and they announce, oh, this is fucking boring. (laughs) Right. I hate watching people. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, This is also where a very large swarm of bees lands on a mic and they keep it. <laughs> yeah, they were scared to like, move. Everybody got attacked by bees like half a second after they cut this scene. <laughs> like I figured like a few scenes later we would just get like everyone's face enormously swollen for a while. <laughs> that would explain some of the CGI later. Also um, Pug dressed as Vincent Vega who is one of these <laughs> demons apparently. Yeah. Yeah, and they're chatting about demonic corporate bureaucracy just so that I'd have to spell bureaucracy correct. Fuck them for that. <laughs> Um, and then it, 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 we go back to the husband and wife and, you know, he's like, oh, I called my boss. He said, it's okay for me to do my pencil drawings from home. And she says, okay, we shall now fuck one another. And the <laughs> two demons who are on stakeout are like, oh, pervy demon's going to definitely want to see this one. We should call. I like to watch. <laughs> see if he can be a part of this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah, make him tell us how low that neck beard goes. And so they call Pervy Demon and Pervy Demon climbs over to the window to watch the two of them fuck. But just then an angel force pushes the fuck out of him. Yep. And then cuts his face off. <laughs> the his front face part. Like off. <laughs> so off. Good. How would they know that we watched Phantom Menace last week? <laughs> <laughs> Very impressive. Oh my God. It was like up until now, you had no fucking idea, right? But then you get this the face of the demon gets sliced off with an angel sword, and then the angel, like Iron Man, crash lands onto the demon car. Oh, it's so, it's like so good. A cartoon anvil with angel wings lands on this car <laughs> and just crushes it flat. And then it like, oh. woo, 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 like a feather. It's so stupid. This is oh, the first so and not the last time I wrote, okay, I think I may love this movie. Yeah, because when when I first started watching this movie, I was like, "All right, bad CGI." Like, and then the base they blew the entire budget on that bird guy, and it's just going to be a bunch of people like pretending to go like me at each other. But no, no, they definitely got like a two for one deal on Groupon on some CGI, and then paid as little as possible for the rest of it. It is. It gets better. It just keeps getting better. What's amazing is they did have enough budget. To do the crow thing well, and that's it. Right. But instead, they filled 14 minutes of the movie with that budget. And yeah, yeah it's it's so worth it. All right. So late that night, Jason's getting a drink when the front door creaks. And it's open in the middle of the night. 
and a demon is trying to kill his wife. Uh, the skeleton from Vultures of Horror is trying to well, kill his wife. <laughs> <laughs> Again, just to clarify, we went from like Iron Man, relatively good looking car smash to, you know, Google Paint. <laughs> Is that a thing? So, yeah, yeah. But they, they, like, and this is not the first, the last time they're stealing a scene from Star Wars episode two here for some reason, um, where he's just like, in my dreams, I cannot protect you. And we sit through that for a second before he has his next dad flashback. Right. And I wanted his wife so badly to be like, honey, I know you can't control your dreams, but you can shave closer, right? You just get, <laughs> it's just, it meets down at his pubes. He looks like a snitch. <laughs> Some people like that look. Whatever. All right. So now it's time to get a little more clarification on that car smashing, face chopping angel. So was that not clear to everybody? <laughs> yeah. Let's clarify. Good call. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So then we get an angel dressed as a Mormon missionary, uh, Iron Man landing on their lawn. Oh, I had him as Michael Bolton dressed for a vacation in Sandals, Jamaica. <laughs> <laughs> and it was uh, Josh Brolin dressed like he gives happy ending massages. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, Sandals employees. Right. Yeah. Well, exactly, exactly. You don't have to tip them, by the way. That's amazing. So, yeah, and, and the angel needs to find... So we've got two angels here. One is the middle manager angel, and the other is the regional supervisor. I don't... Who the fuck knows? But the boss angel is trying to tell Joshua, the angel that's guarding the house, that, you know, he's not doing a very good job, and he needs to make sure that, like, no more demons come sneaking around and watching him fuck. Right. It's like 50% office politics, 50% like I'm too old for this shit cop movie. Like you blew your last case. Right. And this is going to really affect your quarterly performance review. And, you know, that's directly affected by your salary and your 401k. I mean, are, did you sign up for that new program? And he's like, no, nah, you know, I, I feel like it's not really going to. Well, you know, I think it's a good idea. Like the weirdest combination of factors. So much time spent talking about politics. <laughs> also, so while the angels are out there on the lawn talking, Jason, the main character, is inside in the closet taking out his sad newspaper clippings about dad folder out of its sad newspaper clippings about dad hiding place. Mm -hmm. and we get to watch him try to do sad when he when he looks at the uh, newspaper clippings. Yeah, that's fun. Um, but while he's trying to do that, his wife and her friends show up from all their shopping. Women be shopping. <laughs> and this is where we meet her friend, the wife's friend, Delilah. Subtle. Yeah, but you Subtle can call her D. Venation. Not yet, but yes. Um, <laughs> and of course, she wants to know when his penis is going to make child in her uterus as well. Because yep. that's all the conversations that the humans have in this movie. All the angels and demons talk off office politics. All the humans talk about this guy's dick and it's uh, fertility. But also this is where let's, she's like, oh, look, it's your old tarot cards. You know, that's probably what's causing all the problems right there. Is she going to be a good guy or a bad guy? I, yeah, I can't, wonder. She doesn't have a label on her shirt. So it's not 100% I didn't clear. realize what those were until I looked at Noah's notes. She was just like, oh, those old things. And I was like, P playing cards? Coasters? <laughs> Coasters? Why? <laughs> I cheat and look at Noah's notes. <laughs> <laughs> 
But luckily, Noah was into woo for 10 or 11 years of his life and didn't learn any real shit when he could have been gaining knowledge. Anyway, yeah. So moving on to the next scene quick before I... But look how it all played out. (laughs) Yeah, there you go, Eli. And now I feel good about those 11 years. So now it's... (laughs) Another afternoon, and Jason and his wife are chilling together. She's knitting because she's a lady, and they're talking about their first fight ever. She's like, do you remember what our first fight was about? And I wanted him so badly to be like, yeah, you sucked my brother's dick. And she's like, no, <laughs> not, not that one. Before the, that one. The statue. <laughs> the the dolphin. Wasn't clear who should go first. It's not always, you don't know. You guys were both, whatever. Yeah, but it turns out it was about a bird in Zelda. <laughs> don't you dare. No. Don't you dare. You delete that from this episode. She doesn't listen to this show. Rachel she does, does though. We, one. we discovered that Rachel listens to this show. Okay, all of you. All of you. Keep it a secret. Please. Please. <laughs> all right. We we actually will. No, it's fine. She'll, okay. she'll think it's all fine. Right. No, but their fight was she wanted to get this tacky ass 91-year-old lady angel statue to put in their living room. Now, this should have been a red flag. I would not have considered, like, if my wife came home with this now, I'd be like, okay, but it has to be buried. (laughs) Exactly. And I actually had a real moment with this because my high school girlfriend was exactly into these things. These angel statues, they're called pendolphins, by the way. Uh, and like, this was all she ever wanted for like birthdays and Christmases and stuff. So I had like a weird nom flashback when she was like an angel statue. I was like, no, <laughs> get out of here. Store at the mall, fond memories, whatever it is. Yeah, but they but so their fight was about whether they needed the angel. And he told her that they didn't need it because she was his angel. Oh, I wrote, did you steal that from a high school kid's note? <laughs> right. <laughs> a lot of this movie's script was stolen from a high school kid's, uh, well, his, his, his notes and also the drawings in between them. So meanwhile, back with fear, he's still trying to talk this blonde chick into killing herself. Mm-hmm. Right? And then a bird flies to the window. It's Wormwood, as it turns out. And they, he's so frustrated with Wormwood every time Wormwood shows up in this movie. This time he's like, dude, come on. Like, I'm clearly about to rape this lady in her bed. And you keep flying up to the window. So then Wormwood teleports him outside, but like six, eight feet above the ground so that he falls. I love that part. Just, dude, just teleport me all the way to the ground. Whatever. Right, don't be a dick. You don't have to be a dick. Oh, ow. Oh, <laughs> no, I knocked the wind out of myself. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm telling, we're going to have another meeting with Toby. This happens every time. <laughs> All right, let's, let's talk about teleportation. Now, you're saying it was an accident. <laughs> Do you believe him when he says that fear? <laughs> Your name's not even an emotion. I, I still have the conch. <laughs> so some other afternoon at 2 p.m., uh, they're all chilling <laughs> yeah. with D. The the wife and the husband are chilling with D. And they and they there are a couple of moments in this movie where they try to do this, like where we capture people mid conversation, and the conversation is just supposed to be you know whatever banal conversation. But it's either so banal it just might, they might as well just be repeating the word banal, or it's bizarre as fuck and really needs more explanation. This is an example of the latter. Yeah. <laughs> 
Because <laughs> this is where they're like, like small talky, fun, ha ha jokey, talking about the fact that she stole her husband from her sister. Yeah. Yeah. And she's like, oh, well, we're all better off now, except my sister who killed herself. But we're all, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Thanksgiving, we're not allowed to go to Thanksgivings with the fam, but, you know, that's, yeah. And, and, but this is where, like, she turns to him and goes all witchy for another one of these fucking pointless jump scares this movie loves so much. Yeah. She's, she's like, we stop at nothing to get what we want. And they're sort of like holding hands. And then he looks and she has eyes on her palms. And I just want to say, I could work with that. Like, I've had worse <laughs> revealed. What other body parts can she move to her hands? Oh, <laughs> Do you want a hand job? Now I don't know. I uh, <laughs> left hand. It's my birthday. No, I don't. Un- <laughs> so, so he freaks out and knocks himself unconscious. And then seconds later, he's waking up. First, we have to see him in his dream with blood on his fingers. That don't matter. And then he wakes up, and we're not. We don't acknowledge that anything happened ever. No, there. he. F- he fell and hit his head, and Delilah, who's on the phone with, I assume, 911, is like, never mind, 911. He's being a real <laughs> drama queen. <laughs> Anyways, thanks for the lunch and the head injury. Yeah, yeah, it's 2 p.m. I have a place to go. So, and then there's a more let's fuck scene there. This is where she, like, starts climbing on his lap and making out with him and, be like, very clearly, like, Fulfilling his rider. Put your sperm in my belly. <laughs> is almost exactly the line, I think. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. I believe it's, give me a son. And then she right. turns all demon and it turns out this was another dream. Yeah, that's the third fucking dream in a row for those keeping count. The third. Yeah. Well, and then the whatever the fucking hitting his head thing was, too. So, like, almost the fourth. Um, but he's tired of all these bad dreams. So are we. So he's going to make the call. Yeah, no, he calls his friend, the one who's like, are you pregnant yet? And he's like, hey, man, do you have that number of that bad dream specialist? I think I'm ready to pull the trigger on that. <laughs> yeah, seems like the kind of thing you'd have talked about, but not pulled the trigger on before. And I love this part, too, because, like, this is where he's having the conversation with his buddy. And you can see in his buddy's house, there's kids everywhere because his buddy has all kind of kids. And the um, daughter's like, Dad, can I watch pay-per-view? And I just wrote in my notes, oh, his daughter would like to watch porn, please. Uh, but it turns out that was right. The daughter did go watch porn. <laughs> and she ordered it within, like, five seconds. She like, was like, never I can that click. quickly. Perfect. <laughs> she didn't ha- even have time to choose a movie. Yeah, but... Um, you know, but but at any rate, so he gives him the doctor information and then he's like, hey, you know, I just want you to know, Jason, if you want to talk, I'm here. You know, I mean, if you want to talk about your virility, um, but other than that, you other than probably that, pay someone to talk to you. Someone what, uh, else. What, what porn's your daughter watching? <laughs> just, uh, just curious. I mean, like, whatever you saw, you saw. The I mean, look at my wife. Take a take a guess. <laughs> <laughs> So, I'm just closing a window. <laughs> and so now the angel Daniel shows up and apparently he's dressed to work at the same pirate themed bar as everyone else. And again, he's the rookie angel and Joshua's the grizzled veteran. It's, fucking it's about great. to retire. That's about to retire. No less. Who's getting Ugh. too old for this shit. Yeah. It's a buddy angel movie. 
Oh, and the way that he, by the way, establishes how cool Joshua is, he goes, hey, man, you killed 300,000 Syrians in one night. And he goes, well, they were sleeping and we're supposed to be like, but no, that's it's not okay. You're not supposed to kill 300,000 people in their sleep. I want you to uh, to turn to the White House and say that one more time, just a little (laughs) bit louder. Because, yeah, right, right. He's like, wow, you slew all of those Assyrians while they were sleeping with your angelic demon sword. So I guess it's not really that impressive, but <laughs> yeah, man, it's pretty gross, though, I guess. Okay, uh, just, just a question. So their job, these angels, their job is to just sit in yards? Is that That's, that's what this movie is saying angels do? Well, these are these are low-level angels. You can get promoted from yard sitting. If you don't fuck up the way that uh, we'll learn that Joshua and fucked then up. Then you sit on porches? Yeah, exactly. You, you advance to like, well, eventually you get a lawn chair. Right. They, they're just sitting in the grass. Like, <laughs> they are. Like taking dandelions and putting it in their mouth and blowing it. Like, <laughs> so weird. Okay, but that's 37,500 people per hour in an eight-hour night of sleep. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, it, it, cause he's, ah, 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 like you're running from house, like, ah, ah, you like, you line the bed, you hope a kid's in bunk beds because then you can just go straight down. It seems difficult to do. I want to see that scene. <laughs> no, I mean, well, your arms would certainly be sore. I will give him that. Stops for a Gatorade. Ugh. Well, yeah, thank God for that hospital, right? Everyone was lined up. I just sort of ran down the center. Like, oh. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so, so now, like, Jason is leaving to go to his dad's grave, and Daniel, the rookie angel, has to follow him. So he goes to his dad's grave, and he talks to his dead dad about how he's going to have a a kid now. And he says, like, I hope I don't give my kid what you gave me. And that's going to turn out to be mental illness, but I assume dick in the ass. Yep. It wasn't dick. And this is, this movie is just one after the other revel, disappointed realizations that it was not a dick in the ass. And he gives him a piece of paper. He's like, here, I want you to have this. Eh. What it like? He, he says, I'm renouncing this and leaving it where it belongs. And this is a piece of paper that did it say my mind on it? I think yes, it, it did. did. I couldn't. Yes. I couldn't say uh, from the YouTube file from Tajikistan. It wasn't clear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's renouncing his mind. I got you. Well, yeah. Who the fuck? Why knows? would you do it? That's such a weird thing. I, that makes no. Does that make sense? I I couldn't make sense of it. Yeah. How would the piece? Whatever. Who who the fuck knows? <laughs> um. But and and also like it's just it's you and a dead guy. You really wrote this down on a piece of paper to do this whole thing. To a dead guy, give me a fucking break. Um, so, <laughs> like, he stopped at a stationery store. Was yeah, like, you know what? I'm going to need to write down my mind because otherwise, this won't. I, I have to <laughs> renounce it. Like, he won't know unless I say I'm around. I can't hand him my face, so like, I have to write it. And then we get the best unintentional comedy of the movie because he. <laughs> We're supposed to realize he can see angels and demons, and we are taught this by him looking up and seeing the angel Daniel and be like. Hey man, what's up? And he's like, you can see me? And he's like, yeah. Yeah, I can see you. And he's like, oh. Nothing. I, and that's the end of the conversation. <laughs> no, I'm just standing in this graveyard dressed like a pirate staring at you. Can I help you? No. Just, I was. Just staring. <laughs> cut, cut. Somebody cut. <laughs> can, I, can I help you? <laughs> Come. <laughs> so... 
Right, but Daniel's all freaked out, so he's got to go back to Joshua and report these odd findings that the guy could see him. And Joshua ain't buying that CNM shit. He goes, no, you must have been sitting on a cat or something. Is that what, what he said? I thought that's <laughs> what he said. What does that mean? If you sit on a cat, you can see ghosts? If you just ride a cat around, you can see everything? What? No, what? <laughs> Look at my right. butthole. I got a ghost on my back. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Left, left. <laughs> but see, what I think he's going for here is that, oh, like the guy must have been looking at a cat that you were sitting on or something like that. But it's like that, like you would feel like Daniel would say, okay, then the man asked a cat if it could help him. So <laughs> one way or the other, something's fucked up about this dude. <laughs> Can I help you? Mao. <laughs> <laughs> and now we go, okay, so now we cut to slow motion cutting out of the door with a pregnancy test scene where she's waving around the piss stick like it's a pom-pom and, and then they hug each other and she's still waving around the piss stick it's all over him there's no way <laughs> like she could get a job at the white house doing this <laughs> not attractive my notes are just over and over again she just she just pissed on that it's warm with piss anyway yeah and then the angels are outside very happy for i wanted to be smoking cigars they weren't but the angels are wondering what it must be like to get laid and have kids. Yeah, they're doing like buddy-buddy stakeout conversation. And the dialogue is so clumsy. He's like, you ever wonder what it's like to be a dad, to love like that? We're friends. Yeah. Uh, not not really what I was going for. And I don't, I don't know if I'm going to say friend. I don't like a title like that. Just, I don't, are we ready to use friends? Is that a... Yesterday. We, it's fine. We met. I love spending time with you. <laughs> Let's talk to Toby about this. I think I'd be like, we should just say coworkers. And of course, this is where uh, Daniel realizes that like, you know, he's had enough and he needs Joshua's backstory now. Damn it. Now. So it, it, it and it, it turns out that what Joshua did so wrong, the reason he's still on lawn sitting duty and hasn't even been promoted to a like a, a, a hammock yet is that he got lazy and let divination into a house one time. Yes, again, <laughs> just when you think this movie can't get better, you realize that the main villain of this movie is going to be Ouija boards. Ouija boards. <laughs> yes. Also, incredible, where he's talking about how like divination is a gateway drug to all the other sins. Yeah. And th it's just an example of him delivering the lines wrong, but he's like, I mean, if you were going to poison somebody, what would you and the guy's like, box of chocolates, box of chocolates. Box of chocolates put it in box. is what I put it in. The, I've thought like, a lot about this. this I have a Whitman sampler right here. <laughs> <laughs> you had, you, did you have that? Yeah. Yeah, don't eat it. It's poisoned. <laughs> <laughs> or do. But yeah, <laughs> but yeah, no, but that's, that's the key here is that like, he's like, no, divination is a, because, because Ouija boards and tarot cards really do tell you the future and that's, how they tempt you away with their satan. So this is wrong to the second power. Yep. Um, but he also has to establish here that if he ever meets divination again, he is going to whip that ass. That's right. And during this whole little exchange between the two, they keep cutting to the angel's face who's not talking, like, <laughs> exclusively. But right, not but reaction shots. Yeah, right, right. Just blank faces. <laughs> so, like... They fucked up every single line. Is that what happened? <laughs> it must have been. It was so ADR weird. with real actors. So, okay, we're getting to 
the greatest scene in the history of cinema. Let's be honest. Let's be honest here. We're almost there. I had to play this one for my wife. I could not do this one justice today. So it's about 33 minutes into the movie if you want to skip directly to this. So we start off with our, our hero out jogging. This actress clearly never jogged before. Yeah, he's doing his impersonation of Heath catching a train. <laughs> I'm wearing a suit and tie. <laughs> I caught it. <laughs> he did I had it. blisters. <laughs> so, but he's seeing demons and stuff while he's out running. And that's important. And and then they cut back to the angels who are just sitting around in his house. And Daniel is quite obsessed over their Penn Dolphin angel statue. Um, he's like, I don't wear a dress to carry a heart. Fuck this yeah. thing. I'm badass. I don't look like a statue. I look like a guy who mistook a board game night for an orgy. <laughs> So and then but this is where it's like Jason runs in pretty sure that like the demons are coming after him. And they are like, it's not this movie isn't just he's fucking crazy. The demons are coming after him. So he goes and gets his trusty anti-demonic baseball bat mm -hmm. just in case he needs to baseball bat some demons. And now it's time for an angel demon fight. Oh, my. I was so not ready for this. Uh, all it required was for them to scream karate. Like if they had just been like, karate, karate, it would have been the perfect scene. It would, or maybe like a Chiron that said Biff, you know, or something like that. That would have been good. So yeah. much of this scene is hard to see because it is shot through fire. Let me say that again. The whole scene takes place through fire. Yes. Or a fire effect. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we, we watch a bunch of kids play swords in after effects for like six fucking minutes. A bunch oh, of kids so who all took mushrooms. And <laughs> yeah, right. Yard. Right. Yes. From That's their eyes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and they have fire swords that come out of their hand. You put your hand out like you're asking for money and then you reach in and pull out a fire sword. And, and Joshua has a knife grenade. A where knife he stabs grenade. You. And then you explode. It's fucking great. It's really, you got to watch the movie, people. It's real good. This this is one that you should, if you love bad movies, this is definitely one you should watch. So yeah, so they kicked the fuck out of a, you know, first Daniel has to cut, kill a few demons and he's like, are you impressed? And he goes, not yet, I'm not. And then there's more demons running. They have to fight those demons. And then Joshua oh. notices a baby carriage in the yard. Yes! <laughs> and he has to Excellent. He, he says to Daniel, he's like, you watch things here. I'm going to fly over to like six and a half feet away where we can very <laughs> clearly see this baby carriages. And, right. So, so Daniel has to then just like fight the rest of them by himself for a minute. Mm -hmm. And there's so many of them. I, I really wanted it to like turn into like a kid's thing. Like Daniel calls timeout or like interference. <laughs> like, out of bounds. Like we said, no going in the neighbors. You're going around. We said from... We said from the tree to the garbage can, and you guys are. <laughs> we said tree garbage can. <laughs> but while he's doing that, fear. This is all turns out. This was all a distraction, so that fear could sneak in the house to whisper to the wife about how. Oh, is your husband going insane? Are you afraid of him going insane? So that's the whole point. But we're not done with that awesome fight scene yet, because we still haven't met Demon Baby. I love, I love Demon, Demon Baby. Baby. I love Demon Baby so <laughs> much. I love Demon Baby more than you love Demon Baby. I wanted um, him to fight Demon Baby. That was the only <laughs> thing. When he pulled it back and Demon Baby was there, I really wanted him to be like, all right. A chicken, chicken, bow. Just like a slow motion fist against baby cheek. 
Yeah, so this is where the movie went pro-abortion. Um, and this is another one. Of the, okay, so like at this point, he it's not, rises not the up. only time. There'll be another one. <laughs> no, you're right. Yeah, exactly. So he rises up here and he sucks all the angel powers into him all at once. Mm-hmm. And he just says, burn, and everybody catches on fire. Like, why didn't you do that earlier? This feels like yeah. another force push thing. Just right? use the just, burn spell. Just use your force push. Whatever the, your best thing is, just beat the bad guys with it. Right just away. Go ahead. First thing. Just right boom. Away. Force push. Angel burst. Just shoot James Bond right now. Just shoot him. <laughs> shoot him right in the head. With a gun. You have a gun. Racial slurs. Whatever you want to just go. Start Start at the highest level. <laughs> so, I'm so, confused by Eli's last thing. <laughs> That's Eli's superpower. He's not supposed to reveal <laughs> that on the air. We have it on the whiteboard. Um, Jules! <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, Daniel's still playing swords, and and just before Demon Eleven can get the drop on him, Joshua shows up to save the day. Yeah. And then he's like, all right, I'm going to go check out the house. You clean this up. And Daniel's just stuck there like, oh, fuck it. Uh, Ugh, gotta load all of these guys into a truck. I really wanted the minutia of that where like guys like, sorry, that angel's six by two. I need only five by seven. Come on, man. Can't you do me? You know the rules. God. All right. I, who do I call for six by two? That's over in Dick's wishes. Oh, you have to shrink wrap that. You have to call special. It's on next Tuesday. What color bag the- are demon babies? You have to bring it into your garage. It doesn't matter. Until then, it has to go in your garage. You can't put it out on the street this long. You know how many demon ba- people are just going to go by? This is a residential area. And so- scrub that sidewalk. There's a lot of blood. You didn't get it all. Demon blood there. You have to man. break That's it down. It's gross. like cardboard. You have to fold them up. You have to fold them. So, so Joshua heads inside. And this is where he catches fear flirting with the wife. And uh-oh, she's welcomed fear in. So now Joshua has no power in there. Yeah. And his response is like, nobody likes you, fear. And he's like, eh, <laughs> what are you going to do? <laughs> <laughs> and then he tosses him out of the house. He, he tells him that humans are always trying to kill God because <laughs> God wants them to be happy, but they they just won't. They refuse to be happy. <laughs> Head over to Sam Harris rigging up Acme Dynamite right behind God. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Eli tiptoeing up behind God with like ether and a rag. Like, ah, I saw you again. Oh, you always make noise, oh, Eli. Oh, that omniscience. You're not quiet damn as you it. think. Angelo, make that cartoon. <laughs> Just redo as many Roadrunner cartoons with God and Sam Harris as you can. <laughs> oh, shit. That is a worthy. We we throw around Patreon goal a lot, like it's a joke. That's a worthy Patreon goal, right there. I do believe. Okay, so now it's time for Jason to go with to the dream shrink. Also, some ether for Eli. Just saying, one other thing. One other thing. That's it. Raisin con. <laughs> and I love they open up the light. The, the whole thing with the shrink with him going like, I've never seen one of you people. I'm like, that would have been awkward if they cast a black dude. I would have liked an angry white rant there. That would have been nice. <laughs> what do you mean by you people? <laughs> We're both white. Still. <laughs> Still. W plus O equals O. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Either. Um, <laughs> sure you don't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> My wedding so, ring is from sales and he doesn't know what that means. All right. <laughs> I see how it is. My 88 tattoo, has, it's just, I like that hockey player. <laughs> Whatever. May Sean Mankins. 
Um, yeah, so I... <laughs> Kyle Gretzky. <laughs> you gotta do super white close, names. Close to a hockey player. And close to his number. He's yeah. 99. It was Wayne. But you're close. So, so he's talking to the shrink. He sells donuts now. And he says... <laughs> Stan Makita. But he's really good at it. Um, so, so he's talking to the shrink and he says, well, you know, what seems to be the problem? He's like, well, you know, I see demons while I'm awake walking around. And the psychiatrist is like, here's all the drugs. You take your pick, whichever color you like best. Yeah, just mix them around in there. Let's see if we can get rid of those demons. But no, his actual answer is... Uh, sorry, you you bought a fifteen minute session and uh, can't really. You're at deal least sixty that. minutes worth of crazy it, here. Can you do that? Can you buy fifteen minutes at a time from what? a shrink? It's like a. I want to. <laughs> it's like a batting cage. You just like he goes boo, and you just put in another token, and the shrink turns back on. Someone puts a quarter stuff. on top of the psychiatrist. <laughs> All right, I get it. You're next. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> and he's just like he's like do i have to come back can't you just tell me i'm not crazy and he goes no no dude you just said you saw demons i can't i should not i cannot no no <laughs> so i shouldn't even let you go but yeah so now he has to go back home to have more assisted dad flashbacks pull out the uh file of dad newspaper clippings and in this flashback, we learned that dad also was mentally ill and saw demons. Yes. All right. Nobody has anything on that scene. No problem. Right. And this is where we get a uh, fetus fear demon doing more of the awkwardly close shoulder whispering this time to Jason. Right. He's like, you have suicide DNA. Your baby's going to hang itself as a fetus. Yeah, like, right. it, Comes out with the umbilical cord wrapped around its neck. I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. Look, there's a little Jesus. note in its hand. This is horrible. <laughs> is that linger? Is that linger playing inside your uterus? <laughs> <laughs> it would still be the mom's fault, though, is, is what, what Eli's saying. But that so, is an appropriate soundtrack for a fetus hanging. <laughs> yeah. Would make me want to kill myself, yeah. That's, I'd say that's the Cranberries singing style is fetus <laughs> hanging. <laughs> Don't steal that, so, Cranberries. Don't steal that. <laughs> fetus hanging with hiccups, yeah. <laughs> so now we cut to wife fetus and... Fetus hanging with hiccups. <laughs> I feel you like, guys I feel just like tell that was me cooking ramen with Heath. I feel like you, you, were, you were trying to combine the shows. Maybe we got something Yeah, there. no, it's cooking ramen with Heath and fetus hanging with hiccups. It's cooking ramen with Heath with just a hanging fetus in the background that you never address. <laughs> I would address it. But the hanging fetus has hiccups. And he's hanging, he's he's hanging by ramen. To get the bowl. The ramen's like, kind of oh. like spring action, kind of bouncing up and down like a bobblehead. He could be the sidekick. No, I love this. I love this. I think this is going to work. Everybody write us in with ideas for this. <laughs> Let's workshop this with the whole. Hey, Angelo, don't do that one. Just, you don't, we don't, yeah, we don't need to see that. Feed us from. And we, no, I like it. So, so, so what flavor will we, will be, we making today? <laughs> zombie, zombie. <laughs> Shrimp it is. All right, so this is what completely off the rails looks. I can't even see the rails from here. Anymore. No, okay. So now we cut to D and the wife having lunch together um, with another one of these, you know, we're already having a conversation as this scene starts kind of moments. 
Where uh, they might as well be going, converse, 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 converse. Yeah. And again, the work small talk is as vague as possible. She's like, oh, my project of the work needs to... <laughs> <laughs> Tell me when it's time to further plot again. Tell me... <laughs> Right, she's she's telling D like Jason's being weird because she's afraid he's crazy now or something, and D's like, "Well, I'm sure you won't have a miscarriage then." She's like, "Yeah, I'm." Wait, what? what? <laughs> I I feel like that's not okay. Yeah, that was yeah, but now, but D is very clearly jealous of her fertility because infertile women are useless humans in both Christianity and movies, and this is a Christian movie. Yeah. Just she's like, I can't have a baby. And she's like, oh, well, you know, I'm sure you'll find someone. She's like, didn't you hear me? I am basically flesh without soul inside. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. I guess yeah. all those doctors and scientists and stuff. But yeah, <laughs> if you can't front poop a baby, I guess. Turn in your person card. <laughs> so... But luckily, though, like to get out of this awkward scene, D has gotten her a present. It's an evil spell book. It's a satanic uh. summoning Bible. Yes. <laughs> She's just a papyrus with a word of the day calendar and the Necronomicon in each hand. <laughs> <laughs> Which one? <laughs> I was hoping the whole thing was going to be dipped in chocolate. It's like, <laughs> all right, I can't. Read this no, now. I can't. Yeah, no, I heard an angel said it was a good idea. I didn't think it through. I didn't think it through. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so sometime later, Jason is drawing in pencil as is his job, and he accidentally has drawn a demon behind the himself that he was drawing. Yeah, he accidentally drew himself drawing with a demon, like, sneaking up behind him again, like fucking Wiley e. Coyote, like, boing, 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 boing. <laughs> um so uh, now also we we cut back to D and the wife. The last time we saw them they were at a restaurant together eating. Now they're headed out to eat, but they have to stop by D's place first. It's two meals in a row, it's fine. <laughs> People do that. D's house is covered I agree with Heath. D's house is <laughs> covered in tarot cards and spell books and Ouija boards and woo shit. Like, it's the, you're going to get laid green light, but in this case, in the movie, it's the, it's a bad sign. It's it's the opposite of what you should feel like when you go into a girl's house and all that chef's there. Yeah, yeah. And, the, and the wife just gets drawn to him like it's a fucking cartoon carrot with smell lines coming off of it. Yeah. And th there's just the ridiculous, ominous music just because they're looking at tarot cards yes. like I wanted them to zoom out and there's a Foley artist just doing creepy music in her apartment the other side of the room <laughs> well and I love too that like you know she they have the whole like I never took this stuff seriously you should it's more real than reality conversation and I'm just going like I have sat through this speech in hopes of getting laid so many times that's what I wrote <laughs> so I refuse to hear this monologue if I don't get to fuck someone afterwards yeah right <laughs> it's like oh my god you're so spiritual <laughs> By the way, here's one of the exact exchanges. Uh, it says, uh, it's just psychological. This isn't real stuff. And then D's like, wrong. It's more real than the physical realm. Um, no, you want to unpack how many wrong things they got in the two sentences there? <laughs> no, but I appreciate you doubting my mortality. Um, 
So, and then there's also this, um, like it, it, it starts to move into a lesbian rape scene with magic, but it doesn't. Yeah. She's like, always doesn't. she's like, you're still hungry, aren't you? And she's like, yeah, yep. Still hungry. She's like, well, let's go get some lunch. Eat again. Well, but she, <laughs> but she cures her hunger with her magic. She reaches down to her stomach and does like stomach magic. And she says, you're not hungry anymore. Are you? And she's like, no, I'm not. She's like, see magic. She's like, no, that's just because that was very creepy and now i'm thinking more about leaving than eating with you now now it's, i know how to convince heath i have magic powers you're still hungry aren't you get the fuck out of here <laughs> how could he know i just ate oh it's it's so good we've we've had mushroom demon karate now magical lesbian stuff that makes you hungry multiple lunches <laughs> just end the fucking movie it's perfect <laughs> Wait, but then we wouldn't get that amazing fight scene between Fear and Joshua. Oh, get ready, folks. It's coming. Uh, oh, but yeah. <laughs> before that, we have to listen to Fear read Eli's diary to that blonde lady some more. Mm-hmm. Which they did not have my permission to read out loud. <laughs> Very rude. And once again, Wormwood shows up with his crows just as this demon's trying to get laid or killed or whatever. <laughs> like hand out another memo. Yeah. <laughs> can we just have like an email group man like, no messages by hand I'm a people person that's what I do here I wanted to grab him and bring him to Carol's birthday just like uh, an Entenmann's cake nice great everyone's chip everyone signed the card but you how is that gonna look how's it gonna look if everyone else signed Keep the card passing him down I'm not gonna get a piece <laughs> I did the math I'm gonna look the three of us are not gonna end who cut this <laughs> Obviously, Jesus. <laughs> we just had this vision of every time he's ever had to go to the so many times it's happened. <laughs> God damn it! And it's, it's with just kids. He's very aggressively cutting to the front of a cake line. Sorry, sorry. I'll, I'll let them work this shit out once it's gone. Yeah, you know, no, no. No, you can buy a candy bar from the vending machine. People who suck at geography <laughs> or geometry should be in the back here. And okay, so, but instead, Wormwood's there to promote him or something, but he doesn't want the promotion because he feels like something big is going to happen at this house and he wants to be here to see it out. Yeah. He wants to stay and mess up the guy's pencil drawings or whatever. Yeah. And I just want to say, like, Fears lived in my apartment long enough that I feel like he should sign my fucking lease. All right. I just <laughs> renewed. <laughs> Chip in, asshole. Yeah, and he has this whole, like, fucking peanut butter and jelly demonic monologue where he's talking about, like, I just want to see them fail. I want to see people go through their whole lives without ever making a great movie like Divination. I just, and, it, it, like, even to the point where we get, like, the hip-hop remix at it. Yeah, he's like, I hate them, hate, 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 hate them, hate, hate, hate them, hate, hate, hate them. What? All right. Still better than Jesse Eisenberg in Batman versus Well, that, no, that's true, that's true. <laughs> But yeah, so it, it, it like, and then he's like, hey, don't give him any bad dreams tonight. I have a plan. Um, Commander wants it that way. And he's like, oh, Commander's here? You think he would sign my dick? I can tell by, <laughs> I can tell by your face that I should have slow rolled into, I should have said, can you sign something for me? Can I sign before his dick? I pulled out my, my dick. I'm so, can we back that up and try again? Maybe we try again? I sign his. No, no, no. Oh, screaming I, flap arms. Commander! <laughs> <laughs> okay, be cool. Be cool, be cool, be cool, be cool. I did get his VIP passes to see Commander. So, wow. <laughs> so now we cut to the wife ominously laying out tarot cards. 
Ooh. Uh-oh. With incense, no less. I mean, look, this is a blanket and playing cards in random order. This is some dangerous shit. Yeah, you might as <laughs> just, well, like, open up your vagina and hang a fucking put the devil in here <laughs> sign on it. Music note, this porn is set in the Middle East. <laughs> just needed a 19-year-old to tell me to breathe into my third eye, and I was all ready for this music. <laughs> Yeah, but she and she makes like satanic witch hands and does her magic spell. And then that night he has happy dreams of a CGI island because they couldn't afford island stock footage, I guess. <laughs> With his dad. His dad's on the island. Yeah, well, right. Sort of. Yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. But what the key here is that the demons of the bad dreams have now faked that the magic actually worked which it kind of did. But at any rate, he wakes up refreshed and now the wife's reading her evil witch book. Yeah. How to summon a demon. Chapter 18. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How to make our lives a horror movie. Part one. What are you reading? Nothing. It's, it's about menses. Stop grilling me. <laughs> Let me My see. Book. Let me see. Oh, no. sorry, I should have said something else. <laughs> I ate it. I ate it. <laughs> it was chocolate. <laughs> So now we cut to him and his buddy in the park again. Opening question. I shit you not of this scene. So how is the pregnancy? <laughs> right. And at this point, they, they might as well just be playing paper football with the chess pieces. They got them <laughs> facing the wrong way. They're shoving them back and forth with little shuffleboard scoopers. It's just <laughs> <laughs> king me. Yeah. Yeah. It's rough. Yeah, and they actually make the goddamn pickle joke about the pregnant. Oh, my wife's so pregnant. She eats pickles. Fuck this movie. <laughs> She's craving bugs and bile. You think it's a demon? Baby? <laughs> nah. And Chicago pizza. Yeah, you should take care of it. Yeah, yeah. no, it's like it. abortion is not. Yeah, I meant abortion, bad, not yeah. take care of a demon baby. Yeah, no. Right. So, <laughs> Just Tom's voice from inside your wife's stomach. <laughs> As a Tom impression inside a uterus. Inside a uterus. No, I got, no, you, you totally pulled it off. <laughs> Did he say. Abortion is not a virtue. I think fertility. It was, I think I, I, yeah, fertility. <laughs> so, <laughs> and it also, I love the like direction this conversation takes, where his friend basically says, what is it? Are you worried that you have some kind of mental illness that you don't want your child to inherit or something along those lines? Yes, that's what it is. Oh, wow. You nailed that. <laughs> exactly. And he's like, ah, don't worry about it. That stuff's not genetic. Unless you have like, Magic powers or something. Spoilers. Yes. Spoilers. <laughs> All right. So now we're going to start the next scene off with another one of these black and white dad flashbacks where we learn that the only reason he draws his bad dreams is because his dad was crazy and asked him to or whatever. Yeah. And we get the parents fighting in the other room. And again, because this movie really needs to drive home the harm to anyone who actually has mental health issues. It's the dad going, I don't need mental health help. Yes, you do. And the movie's like, he doesn't. Don't worry. No, he won't. In the He's end. He's got powers. <laughs> it was, it turned out to be magic powers. Oh, so, and also now we've got, we go outside to where Joshua's getting chewed out by his boss again for letting the demons in. Yeah, and if he loses this house to divination, he won't get promoted to the inner circle of God. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, it's going to be hanging out with Jesus, just like, hey, man, welcome. Wow, VIP. <laughs> Did you this bring Coke? Great <laughs> for eternity. Eternity, like this. It'd be awesome. Yeah, but Josh is 
too worried about the big because because the boss is like, you should just leave this to the rookie and 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 wash your hands of it. He's like, but I'm too worried about the baby. And the boss finally goes, all right, well then I must tie your fate to theirs. Was that mean? I don't know what that. But yeah, we're supposed to like hear that and you know feel suspense. Also. We're putting cover sheets on all the TPS reports. <laughs> you know, um. What did it go wrong? And at the end, we see Joshua on like angel traffic duty, just like following people when they're speeding. Slow down. <laughs> slow down. <laughs> Fuck. I got, I got divination demerits. I didn't get the St. <laughs> Peter principle. <laughs> Doesn't get to go on the heavenly field trip to Hershey Park. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> you have to stay home and copy sentences. So now that Joshua's upward mobility is hanging perilously in the balance, I guess we can pause for a break, confident that you'll remain glued to the edge of your seat. But first, let me give Act 3 the hard sell here. Can Joshua and Daniel defend the unborn child? Will Dee and the wife cut the tension and fuck already? Can it get better than mid-angel karate knife grenades? Find out the answers to these questions and more when we return for the pixelated conclusion of Divination. Wormwood, what do you want? Holy shit! What happened to you? Oh no, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. Just get, just give me a second. Oh, your leg! No, yeah, I know, I know. Uh, th- that bird, it it flew into a fucking windshield. I, I've been trying to replace him because he's an idiot, but you know it's winter. Right. Wow. You do not. Yeah. Look, yeah. No. Uh, believe me. I know. I know. Um. Remember last summer though, when there was that really bad bird flu going around, and I was like a foot for three months. It's the I worst. sure do. I sure do. Yeah, okay. Anyway, uh, I was saying, remember, nobody is irreplaceable. Especially not... Damn it! Hold on. What? Oh, what? Uh, I just I just realized I left like a third of my stomach on a phone line. I'm going to have to catch up with you later. Yeah, no problem. I'll, I'll see you later, Wormwood. God. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> And we're back for more breakdown, and we're going to rejoin the action with Jason at the psychiatrist's office not being forcibly committed. In spite of the fact that he brought him some of his demon drawings. This is what I see when I walk around in the day. Is there something wrong with me? Right. <laughs> and and the psychologist is like, uh, so, like, is this something you see all the time? Like, what kind of problems are you facing? He's like, hey, 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 that's a super personal question. He's like, well, I'm a therapist. <laughs> I am. Yeah, he asked him if there's a history of mental illness in his family. Hey, fuck you! Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This is a reasonable question for my entire job. Okay. There's also this great moment where the psychiatrist goes, I mean, I think you're ignoring the elephant in the room, and I wanted him to pan over to an elephant just like, Ooh, <laughs> we never make love anymore. <laughs> I'm a behaviorist. This, this guy's a crank. <laughs> There was plenty of room in this room for an elephant. It was a bizarre CBT. room. So, <laughs> so, but it turns out that this shrink knows the truth about his dad. He went and looked him up, and it turns out his dad was crazy as fuck. Well, my mentor treated your dad. I wanted him so badly to be like, my dad, who was also a psychologist, by the way, treated your dad. Right. Yeah, but uh, I love this bit, too, because there's this bizarre exchange here where he's like, hey, I thought you were just supposed to ask questions. He's like, I thought you were man enough to be straight with me. 
The psychiatrist does. That's the psychiatrist's yeah. line. I thought you were man enough to be straight but with me. But you weren't me. a little baby. <laughs> a lot of taunting from the psychiatrist here. <laughs> kind of weird. I'm, I thought you were supposed to listen to me. I thought you weren't a pussy-ass bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Roast psychiatrist. Where's that movie? <laughs> you do that world's tiniest violin thing a lot. Yeah, it kills every fucking time. <laughs> Just waiting to live on Patreon. Yeah, and this is where we learn that his dad committed suicide and he watched. He was right there when his dad shot himself in the head. Like enough to get the splatter of his dad's blood on his cheek. Which means he was close. <laughs> and kind of behind. Yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> oh, he's going to love this present. Happy. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck <laughs> whose fault is this i just don't know very upsetting yeah we see all that and then the shrink's like all right let's uh let's dig deeper and jason's like no i think we're there it's, <laughs> yeah, right. we're there. it's the blood spatter from my dad's face when he murdered himself think? like six feet from me yeah but also i didn't get the bike that year what do you what the <laughs> fuck do you think it would be yeah. And of course, we're 10 minutes into this conversation. So the shrink has definitively diagnosed him as having the same ultimately undiagnosed mental illness as his father had. And this yeah. is also where he reveals that his dad was a crime psychic. Crime psychic. Just throws that with no warning whatsoever. Oh, also, your dad was a crime fighting psychic superhero. Little, the best. Little and late. it's a real twist because his whole thing in the movie is like, you're obviously in need of some mental health care. And then he just totally shifts and he's like, you're a psychic. You need to give into this. When you first start to swim, you swallow a little water. And I want to say as someone who learned to swim, I don't think that's, I don't, I did not learn in like a try or fail situation. There was someone there <laughs> helping me. That's not what they mean by immersion. It's not try drowning <laughs> and then you'll be ready for used to it next time. Yeah. Nope. No. Yeah, so, but the psychiatrist really thinks he needs to hone his magic powers. And I love his line, too, as he's like storming out. He goes, What did you go to, Yuri Geller University? I'm like, All right, that was good. <laughs> and there you go. Followed by, This isn't Scooby Doo. Not sure how it was related. No. But I want the shrink to be like, Oh, really? And just like pull off a mask and he's like, Satan. <laughs> it would have been Scooby Doo. Jenkins. If it hadn't been for you. <laughs> yeah, right. So, uh, so he heads home and th his wife, while he was at the psychiatrist's office, found his dead dad news folder <laughs> that, that he keeps like spring loaded between two pillows. In the, what in the does closet. he expect is going to happen when they need guest pillows? You know, they're going to use that. <laughs> also, she's she's like reasonably upset about this. And he's being like, ugh. I knew you were going to be a total bitch about this. This is why I didn't tell you. This is why I, I kept it from you because you were going to be such a fucking downer about it. Yeah, my dad suffered from debilitating mental illness and ended his life in front of me. I lied to you about it. Nah, nah, nah. You leave the seat down all the time when I have to be. You happy now? Well, you're like, you're like, you want me to say yes? I don't, I don't understand this exchange we're having. I don't understand either of them because like, I feel like if my wife found out that like my dad killed himself and splattered his blood on me when I was a little kid or whatever, she'd be crazy sympathetic. But this guy's wife is like, oh my God, you totally have shoot myself in front of my kid syndrome and you weren't going to tell me. 
dick. You know that's genetic, right? <laughs> Why do we even get tested by our rabbis to see if we both had dad get shot in his head? That's <laughs> <laughs> a so, disease that only my people get where your skull caves in like a snow fort. <laughs> It feels racist. What's happening? Yeah, it's, they're, treat, it they're treating suicide like Tay Sachs. It is yeah. a thing that happens just to my race. <laughs> so, but but he doesn't need her help. Damn it! So he has to leave, and they have the big fight. So he goes to his buddy's house, and she calls D to come magic with her. Right, and he sort of knocks on the door of his buddy's house, and he's like. Hey man, I'm in the doghouse for having a schizophrenic dad, and he's like, "I've been there, brother. Get in here. Beer's in the fridge." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but and then of course, D is assuring the wife that you can still save him with better, more magical magic. <laughs> Her husband's blood is made of suicide. Do you have any spells for that? And she does. She does have a spell. I do. I do have a spell for that. <laughs> it's in the book. It feels like you didn't read the book. I, I, well, I skimmed it. I'm actually, I'm in a book club. And so that's kind of my, oh yeah. No, I mean, you, sh you could have told me you didn't have to pretend you had read the book. <laughs> it's fine. You're doing 1984, aren't you? So, <laughs> so Jason, <We> are. <laughs> so we got to Jason chatting with his buddy on the porch, you know, and it's, and, and I love too, that they're, they're treating this like what, like one of those things that comes up in every relationship, you know? Oh, when you know, your wife finds out that your dad shot himself and splattered his blood on you as a child, you just need to give her some time. Yeah. Give her some time, man. You jerking off on the toilet yet? <laughs> <laughs> and he comes home and, and there's a sign on, on the bedroom door that says jerk off on the toilet, bitch. <laughs> Use the squatty potty. It's a better angle. <laughs> No, actually, she wrote couch on a piece of Put paper and taped up. it to the door. No, I mean couch. <laughs> Both. So he's going to be jacking off on the couch tonight. Um, With the seat up. <laughs> the cushions moved. Yeah, and, and but this is all like to lead us into another dad flashback where dad reveals that he's getting insane demon sickness. And it, this scene, I know it's not supposed to be funny, but it is literally... Hilarious. I cried with laughter at this it scene. Is. He's like, he's like, hey dad, what are you doing? And he's like, uh, sorry, one second. Get the fuck out of here. You're Roger Rabbit. You are, son. I love you. Someday you're gonna have a better dad, a stronger dad, a dad who can speak to fire. <laughs> what the fuck was that? <laughs> he's playing, he's he's talking like he's gonna set up kid with a new father like ahead of the suicide like yeah. that's just, just like a montage of cuck porn he's auditioning new lovers for the wife <laughs> <laughs> then a montage of like she likes butt stuff she wants a finger in her butt finger butt two i wanted like a blind date with the new dad just like <laughs> you must be kyle yeah yeah no that's me wow so awkward how do you know my dad oh he's gonna shoot himself yeah <laughs> hey, he bought the gun from me oh cool cool <laughs> Then a montage of that test, dad just like handing a gun to random dudes. <laughs> Find the last one doesn't shoot himself. I think we found <laughs> our guy. You're gonna work out this just fine. Big mistake. <laughs> <laughs> so, so now and then the dad tells him he's like, "Go away. I need to be alone to jack off in these fruity pebbles or whatever." The kid's like an inch away from the room, and the dad starts screaming at demons again. But before he leaves, he's like, "Oh." Real quick, don't let me uh, for, let you forget. Uh, meet your father at the tree. Blood finalizes everything. All right, I'll talk to you later. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go eat my own cum like sword and scale. 
Well, and okay. <laughs> so this is like supposed to be a big like mystery that his dad left him when he died and it's going to be revealed at the end of the movie. But it doesn't make any more sense at the end of the movie than it did at the beginning. It doesn't like help him in any way. It's just a sloppy like attempt to do that thing where the dad had to forge. Anyway, yeah. yeah. M. Night Shyamalan watched this and was like, eh, little sloppy. Yeah, right. Right. Well, that's the thing. They were try they were going for M. Night Shyamalan signs and failing yeah. with this scene. Yeah. Uh-huh. So now D's there to magic with the wife. Apparently a blood covenant is required for this spell. Yeah, they keep coming back to this for the rest of the movie, the blood thing being like super powerful. I I, I don't really understand what they were what they were going for. They, they in la- the end of the last scene, they actually said blood is the most powerful thing. Um, and yeah. they, they, uh, what? No idea. I don't like nuclear bombs can totally beat blood, Just, even in like rock, paper, scissors. We have whole. a very weird system of rock, paper, scissors <laughs> here at the office. You do not want to play black guy, black guy, something. <laughs> it's a joke we did. I don't remember it. <laughs> It's not a magic spell. I didn't just cast a magic. There's not. If I say it again, <laughs> yeah, what are you a black guy won't appear behind me. <laughs> That's such a weird thing for you to say. We have a backlog. It's all on there. It's all recorded. We yeah, I think, like got it. I think that story got cut. And rock, paper, I don't scissors. <laughs> no. Well, what you're talking about, Super Eli? Super racist. Awkward for you. <laughs> so the witch is doing a blood thing. <laughs> They're doing a blood thing. The witch is. So, yeah. <laughs> and she has, she like opens a box and she's like, here, I brought a knife for you to cut your own hand with and smear blood in this book. And she goes, oh, good. I didn't want to have to use one of mine. <laughs> Did you bring a knife? No, I didn't. Oh, crazy. Because the Evite very clearly had the... <laughs> B-Y-O Athame on it. Yeah. yeah. And, <laughs> all right. Also, she says, like, what are these words? And she goes, it's Latin. Don't, don't worry about it. But no one associated with this movie could conjure up some Latin. Say so she's just like, famina. Meow mix, meow mix, meow mix, meow mix. Okay, we know what those words mean. Right, sorry, you'll just blur it out. But the, the general lesson here of the scene and this movie is magic blood rituals are stupid with Latin in them. But Christianity's good. Right. right. That's what we're learning. I feel like I'm saying I'm drinking a person's blood. No, it's fine. It's fine. It's Latin. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so she does ominous magic spell, the ominous magic spell music. And now it's time for Fear to chat with Wormwood some more. And he's pissed because he hasn't had a chance to meet Commander yet. So he's now questioning Wormwood's authority. Demon fight! Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Wormwood blue punches him and then smoke swords him. And yeah, they have a, a demon fight. And this is, of course, where divination is revealed to be D. Divination. You kind of did it and I kind of get it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I want it so badly for her to come and arbitrate the fight between him and Wormwood and just be like, whoa, whoa, violence in the office. And they're, they're both just sitting there. Okay. I really don't like it when you <laughs> micromanage me in future. I would like, see, see how much better this is guys. And do you need to send a crow every single time he's about <laughs> to rape, fuck a lady's brain? No, you don't need to send one every time you can trust him to do his job. And there's also this, this, 
very Who like moved my cheese. <laughs> there's this <laughs> undercurrent of this whole scene of like someone telling his wife, no, you could totally be the femme fatale. You and leather <laughs> would look great. No, yeah. I do mean it. I don't know why I sound like that. I do mean it. <laughs> right. And she basically shows up and gives fear the like, we really appreciate your work, but you can't have a raised speech. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But then she busts out her awesome bat wings. So mm -hmm. it's all worthwhile. It was worth it. Um, and also, okay, so now we cut to her. She's also trying to tempt the Asian lady with the small face and the big head uh, into yeah. witchery as well. You know, and, and like the, the Asian lady's like, I don't really know if I want to do evil. She's like, summon the spirits, bitch. Okay, I'll summon the, the spirits. Fine. Jeez. And the husband like comes upon this and he's he like walks into the room. He's like, hon, you summoning Satan again? Uh, I got I need the bathroom. <laughs> right, but D closes the door and won't let her stop Asian lady from doing her demon witch magic because she's divination. So she uses witch magic to debilitate him and turn him all veiny. Right, but I want to point out here when she stops him and she's like, "You can't go in there." Now she's a demon, but. He goes to punch her in the face and she grabs him and chokes him to prove she's super strong. But like his first reaction to a woman being like, don't go in that room was like, I'll fucking slam you in the jaw. <laughs> totally was. I wanted her to be like, whoa, you did not know I was a demon. He was like, no, no, I just, I'm a Christian. Just hit ladies. I have 18 kids. What did you think? <laughs> Oh, you think, you think uh, it's a really equal relationship where one of us front poops a baby every 18 months? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, lots of families with a bunch of kids get along super duper well post-1946. <laughs> also, by the way, can the angels not see this all? Ha this is the neighbor, right? They're, can the angels not see this from one yard over? They're just sitting right there. All the evil spells happening. Crazy lame demons. Just like Daniel sitting there like, Gabriel's always late for a shift. I'm not covering him. I'm not covering him. <laughs> this always happens. This is the no, last time. Gabriel doesn't ever do his fucking side work. I'm not doing his neighbor work. <laughs> 50 so roll-ups? 50 roll-ups. <laughs> he just left me. And then, so, we, then we get Jason showing up at the hospital because apparently Ty, after divination touched him in the forehead, got crazy and ran out in the street and got hit by a car. And this is where Ty tells him, no, no, your hallucinations are real. Trust me, I'm mentally ill and just ran in front of traffic. Obviously, I'm trustworthy. Go meet your dad at a tree. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he tosses that on as well. And then, then we, okay, we cut to fear chatting with divination. And I swear to you, the line originally read in the script, my queen, what happens in the next scene, you think? And they just barely changed it. <laughs> and it, it's like that. Which, by the way, she is sitting in midair floating. And he's having that like, what do you think like the point of existence is? <laughs> She's like, oh, don't do this. I know you shouldn't have smoked before we got here. <laughs> Are you mad at me? No, I'm not mad at you. God. No, I just had a meeting with the bobs. What would you say uh, we do here? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there was definitely a, so uh, what is this movie about, you think? Kind of a, <laughs> yeah, a undercurrent of the whole thing. And how long was she just like floating there in lotus pose in their driveway, do you think? Just like neighbors walking past. Hi. Oh, hello. I'm just 
Float. I'm just going to install the cable in a second. I'm done. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, people can see her. We've seen it happen. So, yeah. So now Jason is going to have bad nightmares tonight because, you know, fear is feeling a little bitchy because he didn't give him, get to give him nightmares the other night. So he has his terrible nightmares. And then the wife calls D for more magic advice. The mm -hmm. wife, by the way, her name is Jessica. This is approximately where in the movie we learned that. Yes, indeed. So, <laughs> right. And D's advice is you have to do the last chapter, the super duper magic chapter. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> you could have just like done this 20 scenes ago. Go straight to the final spell. Just go to the big spell if you have a spell book. Tends to be Use the, the way force it, push. Yeah, yeah exactly. The exactly. That's thing. the burn spell. Yeah. And it turns out this is where we learn that the reason that the demons and the angels are so interested in their house is because their baby is going to be a super magic demon hunter, psychic, crime fighter, superhero. Yeah, because he can see demons and she can feel them. Together, their child will be able to see and seal the feel. Seal them. Seal them? Okay. Yeah. No, we'll go with that. <laughs> So Jason wakes up from his nightmares and his and his wife is chanting and he walks Ugh. in and she's like sitting in a circle of candles. Ugh. And I was jealous. I would like just once to wake up to my wife letting demons into our home instead of playing the ukulele. I just I'm <laughs> saying. <laughs> so, yeah, and then evil smoke rises up out of her and suddenly he's in the shrink's office. Because the shrink magically teleported him there. Yep. Keep up. Keep up. The movie just made it. Might as well yelled that at you. Yeah. Um, and, and this is where the psychiatrist explains that, no, it's all magic. He's not mentally ill. But fear has been in control this whole time. And if he can defeat fear, he will have magical Neo powers. And then he pulls off his Mission Impossible mask. And he is Joshua the Angel. It is Scooby-Doo. This is the exact guy to whom he earlier said, this isn't Scooby-Doo. It is Scooby-Doo. Yeah. Except for the opposite, because it turns out not to be something that a skeptic would have. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. Which means that earlier in the movie, the angel was like, sorry, man, you only bought 15 minutes. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. I got to help this parent. I got to help this family with their marriage. You got to sit in the yard. <laughs> Somewhere else. <laughs> we didn't really think this through all the way. And then, so now fear is there and, and uh, Jason's like, oh, I don't need you anymore. So now Joshua and fear can have their fist fight. Well, first they throw him out of a skyscraper and then punch him down from the skyscraper, but then a fist fight. Right. After that. What happened there? The shrink works in like a rainy Gotham skyscraper all of a sudden <laughs> yeah. next to a sunny suburb from a second. What the fuck <laughs> yes. is happening? So, yeah. So they like they fly out the window and then they end up fighting in this like area that's still under construction. And, you know, uh, Joshua's about to stab fear and he goes, oh, I bet you're too pussy of a angel to fight me without that sword. Huh? And he's like, I'm, I'm, no, I'm not a pussy. I can I'm fight not a you. pussy. I'll fist fight you right now. And he's like, all right, let's fill our hands with baby powder first. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck was up with that decision? Every time there's a punch or a block, powder just flies off everybody's hands and feet. I, I and, think it's because they're made of library books. I, I see. <laughs> I wanted Nicolas Cage to come over and look in them for the 
constitution or something. <laughs> and also, okay, the fight choreography here. Now, honestly, if you compare this to David A.R. White, it's pretty fucking good. But you could basically hear someone off screen going, and one, and two, and knees, and knees, and <laughs> kick block, two, three, kick block, two, three. Okay, guys, you're doing great. I wrote, this is how Heath and I fight over the mic closest to the bathroom. <laughs> it's important sometimes, depending on what we eat. We should it's always we should important. Always, we should talk to Toby again. <laughs> One of us lives entirely on a diet of fiber. <laughs> I eat also, butter and honey sandwiches. So sometimes I need it. I'm just saying. Also, this is where we get the um, the plaster in the eyes thing that was downright three stooges. He might as well have gone for the three stooges eye poke at this point. <laughs> it's like it's like Neo fighting Agent Smith in a like vaudeville talkie from like 100 years ago. So weird. But eventually Joshua gets the best out of him and pushes him through his sword. And I want him to look up and go, I told you you couldn't do it without the sword. Bitch. <laughs> Cheating. <laughs> Buster Keaton drives by on a bicycle, hits him with a two by four somehow. Yeah. <laughs> Would have been fun. A penny farthing, please. And there's this great moment. That we're looking right at Joshua's face while his mouth does not move at all. And he says, go to hell. He <laughs> yeah, and then stabs the guy in the face. Yeah. I'm assuming he was just like wheezing at that point from all the baby powder he had <laughs> inhaled. Then <laughs> go see an asbestos specialist after this scene. I love it. But so they hurry back to the house and Daniel goes to run in and, and Joshua tells him he can't go in yet, but he just won't listen because he's rogue and rookie. Um, and he's superhero lands inside the house. Yeah. But divination is there and melts his sword with her magic. Right. And then she like slams him on the ground very comedically. <laughs> you're just like thump, thump, thump. All right. You're dead now. Well, and then she Nintendo kills him, right? And I say Nintendo kills, like a circle of death like moves out away from her, but in like 8-bit graphics and right. knocks him away. And, and, like, and right, he fails to duck. Yeah, yeah, right. Exactly. Exactly. He needed to jump. He needed to double jump over that one. I wanted and it to pan out to someone at a controller. I totally did. It's broken. It's fucking broken. <laughs> I want controller two next time. But... <laughs> And now Jason shows up at home after the psychiatrist thing, which he was teleported to. I can't imagine why they didn't just teleport him back. He had to drive, apparently, and his car wasn't there. Anyway, but so he comes back in the house, and now he can see all the demons because he has his Neo powers unlocked, and he catches his wife being spirit-guided by D. Also, by the way, Josh, the other, like, super powerful angel, he's just sitting in the yard at this point doing nothing. Like, nope. it's, like it's a union regulation, and he's pissed. <laughs> He can't go in yet. He told Daniel. Um, but yeah, but he comes to his wife and he's like, honey, now I understand. I'm supposed to have schizophrenia. I have good schizophrenia. I have magic schizophrenia. And D, who we don't know is a demon, is like, mm, I don't think so. And he's like, hey, D, this is kind of a, a couple thing. Uh, I feel like you should kind of <laughs> let this be <laughs> us. Yeah. So, but she, like, I don't know, whatever, takes out the memory card from the wife. So she shuts down and right. and the and then he claims or the divination rather claims his wife and his child as her own because it turns out that's what that Latin spell was all about. Yeah, Your wife and child belong to me now. The Eli Bosnick story. <laughs> <laughs> and then she force pushes him. And I thought, well, at least she knows to lead with the force push. At right. least we and have shows that. him her giant 
Juggalo bodyguard. Oh my god, this fucking demon <laughs> looks like E Honda was trying to scare his racist kids. <laughs> the, the black cloud of battle toad. <laughs> That's him. Shoulder checked into the wall or whatever, yeah. <laughs> and she's like, he's like, This is my house. And she goes, You know that this is I she invited me here. I am allowed to be here. And I was like, Oh yeah, just like real life. Can't have anyone over unless you ask your wife. Classic <laughs> demon. <laughs> he's like, That's my baby. And she's like, She sealed a blood covenant. And I and I just wrote in my notes. Always check with Andrew before smearing blood on a witch's shit while reciting Latin, people. This is basic stuff. I wrote, summon Andrew, put a well-cooked steak and a transformer in a circle. (laughs) Andrew just rises out of the floor, not so um, fast. (laughs) What do you say, blood contract? All right, let me see the blood contract. (laughs) It's just a smear of... A smear of blood with no words? Yeah, that's nothing. That's nothing. <laughs> when she said Latin, did she know the Latin? Yeah, yeah. That's what the movie needed. It needed Andrew to come and throw down some lawyer magic. Thomas uh, keeps asking questions while he's trying to fight the demon. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, I know you I noticed you keep going for a left hook here. It seems to me you're not a southpaw. I don't really understand. Yeah. I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna guess. You're gonna throw a right hook. <laughs> And for if, if you don't listen to opening arguments, that joke just wasn't for you. It was yeah, for other your people. own fault. And listen to their show. <laughs> so now uh, uh, the husband gets pushed out of the house and he's all stumbly and, and, and defeated. And this is where Josh, the angel, shows up to apologize for all the shit angeling up to this point. <laughs> he's all mad at himself. He's like punching himself in the head. So stoop like he's Bill Buckner. Like he's so <laughs> mad at himself. I let her slip through. Oh. Yeah, and you get more of that great man-up wisdom where he's like, there are only two types of people in the world. Those who talk and those who do. Like, that's not... So those that do and and podcasters. I get yeah, it. I mean, I mean come I on. Do, like, that's it's mean. a weird, bitchy like, thing. Not really. There was a, it was uncalled for. <laughs> so, yeah, and okay, so but this is where he learns that he can use his blood to unblood her blood's blood. <laughs> And I just so wanted like the fucking divination to step out and go, you can't triple blood a double blood. You can't triple blood a double blood. I want Well, he says, use your gifts. And I wanted him so badly to pull out like a piece of paper and scribble like a shitty dragon. His wings are made of knives. <laughs> His name is Knife Wing. <laughs> My stepdad. <laughs> you really didn't need an end, did it? So, <laughs> I don't need attention. <laughs> so now, okay, now his wife, who's in the house, shows up in the woods, and the angel tells him, don't let her get away, so he chases his ghost wife into the woods. And he's smiling like an idiot. He, like, <laughs> forgot to, like... Take it seriously for this part of the scene. I don't know why they showed us this or why he was looking back at the camera while he was running into the woods. But was he supposed to tackle her? What was supposed to happen here? I wanted him to side tackle the wife so bad. Just a shot of her like, oh, I guess I. Dirt. and shit. (laughs) But no, but she stops and he goes to hug her. But just as he does, she disappears and he falls in to the tree from his dream or something. Yeah. 
I don't fucking Wasn't he know. supposed to meet the dad there, too? Wasn't that part yeah, of the prophecy? That or something? Sort of happens at the end, sort of, but wanted, not really. I wanted, yeah. like, the stepdad to pop up there, the, like, replacement dad. Just like, I bought you a go-kart. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, I, I don't really have time doing a thing. Yeah, you want to go to Disney vroom, World? Vroom, we can go to Disney World. You ever been to Disney World? <laughs> so, so. <laughs> have a catch. I got you this glove. Put Neat's foot oil on it together. So, and wrapping a big rubber band. So now he goes back into the house. Jason does. And the demons are all hovering around him. And they look like, okay, as much as is possible for poorly CGI demons, they look like he had just made a big scene fighting with his girlfriend at the party. And now he's coming back in to say he's sorry. All the, I wrote all the demons are having a wine and cheese party that he's making awkward. <laughs> That is as close as possible to the look on their face. Yeah. Um, I should really get going. To the, uh, I, sh I should go. <laughs> to elsewhere. Right. And he walks back into the house like in a snit for whatever reason. <laughs> and, and then has the exact same conversation. He's like, okay, seriously this time? I really think the Satan book is bad. You remember when you wouldn't give it to me earlier? I think we should talk about this exactly the same way again. Yeah. Yeah, but this time, as he's sitting there talking to his wife, a demon runs up to spear him in the back, but his Jesus blood magic protects him, and the demon gets thrown away. And this is also where he wipes the scar off of his wife's hand that she made the magic blood spell with. Right. Because his blood is powerful. Remember? Blood finalizes everything. Things. That makes sense now, right? Blood. Yeah. I wanted her to like ask about that. Be like, okay, blood, how, how does... Is that relate? <laughs> Remember when I, I had blood in my hand in the last? I saw the tree. It was, it was blood or something. We figured this would all make sense to you now. We've seen we in movies sometimes where they say something's going to happen and then it happens later, and you're like, "Whoa!" And we thought that was going to happen, but apparently there's some element to it we didn't do. So fuck all of you guys. So and then this is where like divination gets all pissed off because you know the blood thing. Um, so she decides to perform a uh, abortion. Yeah, magical hand abortion. Magical yep. hand abortion. All right, that's in the Bible. Just Zandy standing next to her. It's fine. You're doing a great job. <laughs> <laughs> don't listen to them. Don't listen to them. They don't know you. They don't know your choices. So, and then this, okay. And this is where he has to like grab the Satan book and throw it in the fireplace. So like the heroic moment of this movie is book burning. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and it it cancels the abortion when the book burns. <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> yes. It. This is the it's actually the end of that David Daleiden video, right? <laughs> <laughs> plan for parenthood just got defunded. <laughs> A DVD of them selling body parts falls out of the ceiling. I knew it. <laughs> I am not gonna be convicted of fifteen felonies. <laughs> You won't be convicted of all 15. Um, so, and now di divination is powerless against the wife. Um, and Joshua, the angel, shows up to fuck her world up with his Nintendo magic. Do I want to watch a black guy fight a spiritualist in her late 30s? Yes, mm. I do. Was this, was this guy black? He was black like Key from Key and Yeah, he's, he's Keegan-Michael Key. He's yeah. the rock. He Maybe was he looked, Jessica he, Alba. He, he was kind of like the rock fuck Jason Statham to me. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. He's a good looking guy as well. Let's dwell on that for a second. Yeah, no, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no, we can't because this is where they have the staff fight. 
And I love the staff fight so much. Oh, <laughs> staff fight. It's one of those smoky staffs that you hear so much about. It's a got smoke the, staff. Yeah. <laughs> I thought maybe for a second it was a giant incense stick. <laughs> that would have made so much it sense. It had the smoke coming out of the end and she's divination and she starts throwing like giant tarot cards. I was really hoping it's not what happened. I thought it was maybe that she had a puck from the NHL in 1996 on the end of her staff. <laughs> Some people Fucking really love hated that joke. That thing. Okay, so but then, now, damn it. honestly, if you've got that visual though, you can really imagine this because what they're trying to do, and you've seen this in martial arts movies before, like where there's like a trace line that follows the weapon, right? Like so, as she spins her staff around, there'll be a line where it was that's following it along, and that looks really cool if you do it right, but. In this movie, like every like nuance of shake or whatever in her motion was being transferred to the screen. So it's just this like fucking Michael J. Fox trying to sign his name line that follows her everywhere <laughs> she goes. It's fucking hilarious. And the fight is so goddamn slow. Like you want to oh. like they're basically stopping and going, no, 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 no my turn, my <laughs> turn. So slow and so and so anticlimactic because like she knocks him to the ground and she's like, ah, I win. And he's like, nope, cuts her in half. Yeah, that was it. Chops her in half Darth Maul style. How did they right. know we just watched Phantom Menace again? <laughs> how, they, how would they have known? Very impressive. Amazing. And, and then she she has like a little mini monologue when she's cut in half. She's like, eh, we had dibs on God's love. Blah. <laughs> And yeah, and you as that audience are sitting there going like, yeah, no, actually, that's a pretty good point, though. Yeah, like, solid she's, point. Yeah, like you're kind of working for the bad guy, bro. But yeah, she and she just doesn't get his lack of seething human hatred. And that's where he pulls out his knife grenade and knife explodes grenade. her. <laughs> and it even has him walking like because he stabs her with the knife grenade and it starts ticking and he just walks away all cool as she explodes behind him. Oh. Uh. Like Django after he blows up yes, Andy's big house. Yes, yeah. exactly. If he had a horse doing the high step. Uh-oh, oh. looks like you hit the <laughs> jackpot. Eaching. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so now we we head back inside with Jason and Jessica, and she's super sorry for all the demon inviting and all that stuff. But before the movie can end, they have to go fix Ty's mental illness, his buddy that got forehead pushed by divination. Yeah. So he punches through the door, smears some blood on Ty's face, and now he's okay. It's, it's so weird. It's so obviously someone being like, but people are going to wonder what about Ty. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. This is an afterthought scene, 100%. And then, of course, uh, Joshua's angel boss shows up to tell him he did a great job and now he can retire, but he just doesn't want to retire anymore. He wants to stay on the force. Sorry, but there's going to be a sequel. Turns to camera. Oh, there'll be a sequel. <laughs> there better be a fucking sequel. Oh, I would love that. I really want there to be a sequel. We should help fund the sequel. <laughs> GoFundMe.com forward slash the divinationing. Yeah, divination two. We really want there to be a sequel. <laughs> um, and, and now Jason, the main character, has happy island dreams where he meets his dad at the tree. It all ties together, I guess. Except not, not really. At <laughs> or at all. Okay. Either the really or at all. End? <laughs> I guess, yeah, right. We see them with a baby, so the baby didn't die in childbirth. We know that, and then it's over. All right, so on a scale of baseball bat to knife grenade, what kind of demon fighting weapon would you give this movie, you think? Uh, dose of 
Plan B? Thalidomide, <laughs> just to be sure. <laughs> I loved it. I'm going to give it a solid smoke stick. All right, then. <laughs> High praise from the uh, from the American judge. And while that's going to do it for our review of Divination, that's not going to do it for the episode just yet because we still need to wheedle you into a return trip. So, Eli, tell us, what's on deck? The case for Christ. Da, da. Fucking angelic choirs coming up. The Lee <laughs> Strobel story on the big screen. Another field trip. Hooray. Hooray. Finally. Oh, I've been <laughs> waiting so long. We're waiting so long for Lee Strobel to tell his own life story about how he was so smart he solved the mystery of the Jesus. That's yes, that's what we're gonna fucking watch and pay for and drive to. Yeah. So with all that to look forward to, we'll bring episode 85 to a merciful close. Once again, a huge thanks to all the Patreon donors that help make the show go. If you'd like to get yourself among their ranks, you make a per episode donation at patreon.com slash godawful and thereby earn early access to an ad-free version of every episode. You can also help us a ton by leaving us a five-star review on iTunes and by sharing the show on all your various social media platforms. And if you enjoyed this show, be sure to check out our sibling shows, The Scathing Atheist and The Skeptocrat, available on iTunes, Stitcher, and wherever else podcasts live. If you have questions, comments, or cinematic suggestions, you can email godawfulmovies at gmail.com. Legal services for this podcast are provided by the law offices of P. Andrew Torres. Our theme song was written and performed by Ryan Slotnick of Evil Giraffes on Mars. All other music was written and performed by our audio engineer, Morgan Clark. Thanks again for giving us a chunk of your life this week. For Heath Enright and Eli Bosnick, I'm No Illusions, promising to work hard during another chunk next week. Until then, we'll leave you with a Breakfast Club close. Joshua eventually went on to become assistant to the regional deity. Ty's obsession with Jason's virility got increasingly less comfortable. Fear retired to work on Eli full-time. So in 1994, they lit a hockey puck on fire? What happened? <laughs> kind of like that. They might as well have licked the fuck. If they lit the fucking hockey puck on fire, it would have been cooler, honestly. <laughs> the preceding podcast was a production of Puzzle and a Thunderstorm, LLC. Copyright 2017. All rights reserved.